Um, the plan was he was going to be going over First John chapter 4 and verse 4 where it says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And that's First John 4, 4. We are going to be then looking out of Matthew chapter 10 and begin reading in verse 24. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 24. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and that the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in the light. And what ye hear in the ear, that preach upon the housetops. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall to the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Whosoever, therefore, shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we open up your word, Lord, we ask that you would guide us this morning, that it would be your words that you would speak to us, Lord, that we would be obedient to what you desire to teach us. Lord, I thank you that we have a copy of your word to open, to look to, to learn of you, to get guidance for today and for our lives. So we commit this to you now, Lord, and ask that you truly would be the one leading. In your name I pray, amen. Today we want to look at this uh, topic of fear. Um, I want to get a show of hands this morning. Has anyone in here ever been fearful of anything? A few people. A few. The rest of you are liars. <laughs> I can say that because I know that throughout life there are there are no, numerous opportunities that we are fearful. You know, I think of little kids and many times they are afraid of the dark. Um, they are afraid if uh, if they are somewhere and they can't see their parents. A lot of times then they'll be fearful of where. OK, where did they go? Did they leave me at church? Um, maybe that's happened to a few of you. Um, but there are many times in life where fear comes in. And as you grow, um, Maybe you looked at your parents and you thought, man, when you become an adult, then you're not afraid of anything. Anyone in here ever think that as they were looking at their parents and, and you think they're not afraid of anything. And then as you get older, you realize that there's even more things to be afraid of. Um, instead of being a, afraid of the dark and stuff like that, then when you become a parent, you're afraid of many more things. You're First of all, afraid, okay, is this new baby that we have, are we going to keep them alive? Are they going to get sick? Is something bad going to happen? And you can become fearful. Uh, you, can be, you can be afraid because 
uh, your child ate a mushroom out of the yard and you don't know if it's poisonous or not. That happened to us last year. And immediately fear can come in and and it can be crippling as you get older. And, and even as your kids get older, fear is not something that just will vanish over time. There are always things that come into our lives that can cause us to be fearful. And fear is not just an emotion, but it really is spiritual warfare and one that attacks us not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Fear is something that that can hinder you so much that um, even someone being a few feet off the ground, being afraid of heights, can they're shaking and they, they can't move. And other people looking at that, well, you're only a couple feet up. What are you afraid of? But because they are gripped by fear, are not able to move. And 15 times in the New Testament, we read, fear not. Um, in the Christmas account, we read multiple times, fear not. Um, anytime an angel shows up, it seems like the first words they say are fear not, because um, you can imagine that it would cause great fear. And anytime we, um, whatever we value will determine what we fear. Whatever we place a high priority on will determine what we fear. Now, I read 1 John 4, 4 because think of this in light of fear. It says, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Um, adjusting their focus, learning what to fear. So I want to start out today by looking at what not to fear. In Here in Matthew, what do we see that, that Jesus is telling his disciples? These things you don't have to fear. Well, first of all, he starts out by saying, don't fear evil. Don't fear evil. He says, it is enough for a disciple that he be as his master and a servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of the household? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing that is covered that is hidden right now that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. Now, at this time, Jesus in, had been had been teaching his disciples, had been training them. And a lot of it had been off to the side. You know, he would he would teach a multitude and then the disciples off to the side would ask Jesus a question. And, OK, what, what were you trying to teach us? And he would show them. And here he is saying, don't don't fear all those things that are that are covered, that are hidden. One day the truth will be exposed. And he said, you do not need to fear them uh, calling you, you know, calling you names. If they call the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more them that are of the household. And so Jesus is trying to say, do not fear evil. Um, Aristotle said, fear is pain arising from the anticipation of evil. And so the anticipation of evil causes us to become fearful. Now, we know that God and truth in the end are going to triumph, are going to be victorious and that evil is but for a moment. We know that life is a vapor, that it is passing and the evil of this life is only going to be for a moment. Now, as Jesus was talking to them, 
here, he knew what physical torture that his disciples were going to go through. But he also knew that it was but for a moment. So he said, you do not need to fear that which is evil. I have already claimed the victory. But then he goes on and he says, you do not need to fear death. You do not need to fear death. Verse 28, fear not them which can kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Fear of death is normal. We as people all fear death. Some people do try to ignore it, um, try to cover it. I don't want to. I'm going to do whatever I can so I don't have to think about it. We don't like to, to dwell there. But fear of death is normal, but it is a God-given fear to help us to prepare for eternity. It is something that God gave us that instead of, instead of rejecting it and saying, I just don't want to go there. I don't want to think about that day when I'm going to die. I'm going to ignore it. No, it should be, cause us to consider where we are going to spend eternity. So instead of dwelling on the fear of death, it should allow us to go running to God, which then will turn into victory. And in 1 John 5, he says, He that hath the Son hath life. And instead of fearing death, we can then look to the fact that we now have life through Jesus Christ. Um, Romans, you're familiar with, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. So instead of fearing death, as we go running to God for mercy and seek forgiveness and and find salvation only in him, instead of fearing death, we now can look forward to the joy of life, spending eternity with God. I came across this quote, and and maybe you have, have heard it. Fear not that your life will come to an end. Fear that it will have no beginning. Think, think about that. Fear not that your life will come to an end. Don't fear this life coming to an end. Fear that it will have no beginning. And apart from Christ, it will have no beginning. Um, the worst thing that Jesus tells us that could happen to a Christian is not that they would die. The worst thing that that can happen to we as believers is actually here on this life is actually the best thing that can happen to us as well. Um, Being sent to eternal glory. Think of think of the the fear of death that we often have. If we truly know Christ as our savior means that we are going to be separated then from sin, from death, from sadness, and we will be in his presence forever. Why would why should we fear going to spend forever with him? So Jesus says, you do not need to fear death. Um, You need to fear me. Don't fear death. But we also he said, don't fear evil. Don't fear death. But also don't fear failure. You know, failure. We fear failure because of pride in our life. When I am afraid of making a mistake, when I am afraid of failing, it is because of pride. And if you've ever coached anything, if you've ever taught anything, um, 
you see those that are willing to attempt new things uh, in coaching soccer. You see those, okay, we want you to try to do this. Try to kick the ball this way. Um, it'll, it'll help you learn. And if the, some people, when they don't succeed on the first try, then they don't want to try it ever again. Why? Because it made them look bad. In their mind, it made them look, it made them look bad. And it hurt their pride. But then you also see those that um, are determined. I'm not going to quit, quit attempting this until I'm able to finally, finally do it. And we as Christians often give up at the first sign of failure because of pride in our life. Uh, what were you born good at? Think about that. When you were born, what were you good at doing? Crying. Sometimes eating. Some. We have to be taught uh, taught to eat. But what were you born good at? If we, if a baby reacted to failure, how many times we as Christians respond to it by quitting, giving, oh, I'm never doing that again. I'm never even going to attempt that. A baby would never learn to walk. They would never learn to talk. They would never learn to do anything. But because of pride in our life, we become afraid of failure. When we are obedient to God, we never need to fear failure, disappointment. I'm doing what God commanded me to do. I'm doing what God asked me to do. And I don't need to fear. I don't need to be afraid of the results. But then we also don't need to fear personal loss. Um, Job gives us a great example of this. The Lord gave me all of this and the Lord took it away. I'm, I'm still going to bless the name of the Lord. Uh, turn over a couple chapters to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24. Jesus says here, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say to you, take no thought of your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not your life more than meat and your body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much more much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith, therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Jesus is saying, don't, don't worry about what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going, where are we going to find shelter, um, protection? Jesus says, think of all these examples. Are they worried about that? No. 
and I take care of them, are you not much more important than they? He also uses the same um, talking about the sparrows. Look at the sparrows. Are not they sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall to the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are numbered. He's saying, I know you. I know you better than you know yourself. Don't worry about these things. Don't be fearful. What's going to happen a year from now? What's going to happen in the election? What's going to happen in the Supreme Court ruling? He says, don't worry about that. Don't be fearful. Don't allow you yourself to become afraid and that you focus on that instead of focusing on me. I know you and I will take care of it. But he also says, don't be afraid of guilt. Guilt comes into our lives and causes fear. And the reason that guilt causes fear is because we have not found forgiveness in God. We have not, maybe we have gone, but we have not accepted forgiveness in him. Proverbs 28 says that those that confess and forsake will find mercy. 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That we don't need to fear uh, the guilt that comes in knowing that Christ has forgiven And I can rest in the fact, I'm not resting in my goodness, thankfully. I'm resting in Jesus Christ's goodness and his payment. So, here are some things not to fear, and we could make the list so much longer. But how can I have victory over fear? How can I have victory? Well, it's it's quite simple. Fear God. Instead of fearing all these things, fear God. As I started out by saying what we value determines what we fear. If my focus is on God, I'm going to fear him. If my focus is on me, I'm going to have lots of fears that come into my life. Fear God because he is God. He is the creator. He is in control. Nothing happens without his approval. Nothing happens in your life without first going through his, his hand. Um, Even pastor being sick this morning. That's just not a coincidence. It happened. God allowed that to happen. Everything happens because it first goes through the approval of God. Think about that in in your life. When when you're confronted with a difficulty, when things don't go according to, to your plan. God is allowing this to happen. I don't understand why. But I know that he is in control. I know that he is the creator and that he is God. Therefore, I need to fear him. I'm not going to fear all these circumstances. I'm going to fear him that can kill both body and soul. And this is to be a healthy fear, not just sitting down here shaking, but it is a reverence. So we need to fear God because he is God but also fear God because he is judge. God is a holy God and being holy, he is perfect in every way and he is separate from sin and he is judge. And he says in verse 28, don't fear them that can kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but fear me. I am the ultimate judge. Don't fear all these other things. Fear me. 
In Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13 and 14, he says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring to every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good and whether it be holy. So what does he say? In wrapping things up, in the conclusion, here's what I have to tell you. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man because God is the judge and he will bring everything to light. Just as Jesus said here, I will bring to light the covered things, the hidden things, and I will judge them. I'm very thankful that he is a perfect judge. He never makes mistakes like judges, human judges do. He is perfect in every way. But we also should fear God because um, because he is judge and he is holy and is going to punish sin. Fear him that hath the power. But you know what? Instead of fear coming into our life, when I know that, yes, I am a guilty sinner before God and I cry out to him for forgiveness, as we said, if we confess and forsake, we will find mercy. When I've received him as my savior, then instead of being feared with, filled with fear, the peace of God is then ruling my life. So instead of fearing all these circumstances, all these things that come in, I can now know the peace of God in my heart and in my life. That all these things, I don't have to worry about them. I know God's in control. And if he asks me to do something in this situation, I just have to be obedient. It makes it much more simple for us. I'm just trusting him. And when he leads me, I'm going to follow. So follow him and don't be and fear him because he is in control. But then also fear him because this is what is commanded. It fulfills the great command. Matthew 22:37. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Turn over to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Fear God because it is commanded. In John chapter 14 and verse 15. And think, think about this in light of going over First uh, John. In a, it was a couple weeks ago uh, where we heard, If you love me, you will do this. And Jesus says here, John 14, 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. Now that sounds pretty simple, but we know how difficult it is. If you love me, keep my commandments. If we fear God and obey his word... We will love him. And as we love him and fear him, the, we will have a desire to know him more. And the, de, and the desire that we have to know him more, the more we will grow. I, I came across this quote by Oswald Chambers that says, The amazing thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas, if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. So the question that we have to ask is, am I fearing God today or am I fearing everything else? The more I fear God, the more confidence I have and the more peace that I have in him. And everything else doesn't matter. But the more that we fear everything else, the less that I'm going to fear God. So the question And this is something that we have to ask, each of us have to ask and examine our own hearts. 
If Jesus was saying this to us today, don't fear them which can only kill your body. Fear him. Fear me that can kill both body and soul. Don't worry. Don't be. I take care of the sparrows. Don't worry about your life. You're more valuable than them. If he was saying that to us today, would it be reassuring knowing, hey, I'm resting in you. I'm confident in that. I'm, I'm not worried about that stuff. Or would it be, man, I have been filled with fear. I have been focusing on life, on myself, on circumstances around me. And I have got my focus off God and I have become filled with fear. We are not to be filled with fear, but to be filled with power for his honor and glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you thanks today. Just as we went over that last quote of how when our focus is off you, then we fear everything. Lord, I thank you that you know us as people. You know how uh, weak we are. Um, You know how vulnerable we are. I thank you that you have given your spirit to guide us. That as we seek after you, your, your peace will rule our lives that you give direction, that instead of fearing all these things in life, that we can confidently go through life knowing that you are with us. Um, Your word tells us that nothing can separate us from your love. And what a confidence that that gives. Thank you that not only do we have confidence in this life, but that we can look forward to eternity, spending it in your presence, the, the joy that, that will be no more battling sin, no more battling fear. Lord, help us today to walk in the victory that you provided. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.